My name's uh, Rick Price. I'm the Professor of Tropical Medicine at uh, the Nuffield Department of Medicine in Oxford. Well, there are five species of malaria that cause disease in, uh, in humans, and Plasmodium vivax is probably the second most important after Falciparum. P. vivax can cause an appreciable uh, morbidity and mortality. It was once known as a benign malaria, but it's certainly not benign. It can recur weeks to months after the initial infection, uh, and that causes anemia and causes recurrent diseases. And children, young children and pregnant women, are particularly vulnerable to the disease. You have to treat both the blood stage of the parasite, so that's the one that causes the illness and the fever, and you also have to treat the stages that go to sleep in the liver. They're called the dormant hypnozoites. So we have to give a combination of two drugs. Most of the world uses chloroquine, uh, and you add to that primaquine for the liver stages. But the tricky thing is that chloroquine is now becoming, or the parasite is now becoming resistance to chloroquine, uh, and primaquine, you have to treat for 14 days. Now, if they don't take a complete treatment course, then the, um, the, the parasite will come back and will recur or relapse. So there's new drugs coming. There's a very exciting new drug called tofenoquine, which can be given as a single dose instead of a 14-day regimen. But now we have to identify new diagnostics so that people are safe and can safely be given uh, this drug, uh, even in, um, in areas where there's G6PD deficiency. Drug-resistant vivax was first reported in about 1991 in the island of Irian Jaya, uh, and now it's at very high levels. Maybe 50 or 60 percent of people fail their treatment with chloroquine. Uh, and on a recent review, we found evidence of low-grade resistance throughout most of the vivax endemic world. So chloroquine resistance is here, uh, and it is probably getting worse, and we need to do something about it. ACTs, so the artemisinin combination therapies, are used for, um, uh, for falciparum malaria. Uh, and they're also highly effective for vivax malaria. So several countries now are, are abandoning chloroquine and are using uh, ACT uh, uh, for both falciparum and vivax malaria. I think the, the biggest progress we've made in the last 10 years is to appreciate that vivax is important. It was neglected uh, and people didn't think that it caused severe disease. We now have clear evidence that the repeated infections are associated with significant morbidity and mortality. As the policymakers and the funders appreciate the burden, they're paying more attention. So this disease was once neglected, and it's now becoming increasingly important to the elimination agenda. Uh, the burden of Vivax is difficult to gauge, but it's probably in the order of 20 to 30 million cases a year, and we estimate that that costs healthcare communities and patients and their families about half a billion dollars a year. Our research is specifically focused on changing policy and impacting on health. If we don't achieve that with FIVIVAX, we'll never achieve the elimination targets, which in Southeast Asia are anticipated to be in 2030. That's only 12 years away. So there's no opportunity for complacency. Uh, and if we want to achieve that, we have to eliminate uh, the parasite. My translational research agenda aims to tackle the primary obstacles uh, for VIVAX elimination. And we divide that into three themes. So surveillance, so which populations are at risk, uh, of, of the disease, diagnostics, so new diagnostics of how can we diagnose uh, Vivax and also people with G6PD deficiency, and thirdly, how can we give better treatments which are more effective uh, and impact upon the disease. All of those um, uh, activities are focused around the management of the patient uh, and, the, um, and the public health strategies to reduce the parasite, so that's very translational.